0: Hey, what's going on everybody? It is episode 129 of the Audible Farm podcast. This episode's brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and every order that's made on the Couchtown Coffee website is specially prepared for whoever ordered it. That means if you order coffee, Your coffee will be roasted specifically for you. It's not big batch coffee and let's hope somebody buys it. Oh, no, this is special. This is uh, the real deal, as a matter of fact. My favorite coffee, it is the coffee I drink every morning. And I'm not saying that just because Couchtown Coffee supports us. I'm saying it because it's the truth. Couchtown Coffee is my favorite coffee. So check it out. Go to www.couchtowncoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do, you will receive 20% off if you enter the code word Audible Farm. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. This episode, I'm sitting down with Zachary Daniels of the Zachary Daniels Band. Uh, Zach contacted me actually a couple months ago, and I finally got a hold of him. And, uh, I gotta say first and foremost, thanks to Zach for being patient and I'm really glad we sat down and did this episode because he's, he's such a cool guy. You know, it's one of those things I, I feel it's really wild that I'm running into so many awesome people in the music scene and Zachary is definitely one of those people. It's hard to describe exactly what kind of music Zachary Daniels band is. It kind of is one of those things where whoever's listening to it might have a different opinion. We go over all that in the upcoming episode, as well as recent releases. And uh, working on new music during this COVID era of music, um, you know, there's not too many shows to be had out there. And Zachary and his band are are kind of taking the time off, but not completely. They're making new music, and I can't wait to listen to it. So we go over that in the upcoming episode, as well as all sorts of good stuff. Uh, band members, how the band came about you know how he started playing music his uh his beginnings in that and more this is a really fun episode with a really great person i hope you guys enjoy this as much as i did because i had a great time sitting down with zach so check it out it's episode 129 with zachary daniels of the zachary Daniels. it's the audible farm podcast with your host peter stockdale All right. So today I am sitting down with Zachary Daniels of the Zachary Daniels Band. Um, we chatted a little bit before this and, you know, I, I, I've i looked at your stuff online. I've listened to it. It's, it's very unique to the area. There's not too many people making a sound like you guys are making. Um, one of the words I used as a, de- a descriptor when I was talking with you was big. It sounds very big, which is a... Uh, to me is a good thing. You know, I mean, you were like, is that a good thing or not? And I'm like, yes, yes. It's a, <laughs> it's a very good thing. Um, it's an odd descriptor for music, but uh, you guys cover quite a wide sonic range um, with, I mean, there's five of you, but um, I say mm-hmm. five, we'll, we'll air quote that five, but how many people are in the yeah. band at this current moment?
1: okay so um, right now there are three of us in in the band um, there there's me obviously uh, I you know I do lead vocals and acoustic guitar um, I've got a, a, a Alex my bassist and he also does some backup vocals and then we have Michael who is our keyboardist um, slash like synth guy um, and then um, normally we also have a electric guitarist, lead slash rhythm, uh, whatever is needed and a drummer. And, uh, but we recently lost those guys for one reason or another, no bad blood, just life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that
0: definitely happens. I've, I've gone through the lineup change in a band thing before and it's like, you know, most of the, most of the time people think, oh, there's bad blood here. And it's like, no, sometimes people just like get married, have a kid and go somewhere else, get a different job, move away. You know, things happen, you know?
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, this sucks, but you do what's best for you. Like we're yeah. not going to, I, I'd feel like I even, a, I'd feel even more of a jerk if I was like, no, you have to stay. Like <laughs> first off, I don't expect them to listen to me to begin with, but even if they did, I'd be like, Oh, now I feel bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I totally get that. But um, I mean the band sh- has your namesake and I'm, I mean, we talked a tiny, like I said, a tiny bit about this beforehand, but you're probably the singer songwriter for most of this stuff. Um, Did you start out as a singer songwriter beforehand um, solo, or how did you get started with writing your own music?
1: So, yes, I am the, um, I am the singer songwriter um, and of, of the group um, I kind of help bring everything together. And then my guys I, I always, I always joke that it's like I create the base of the house and the guys make it pretty. Um, Ooh, I like that and,
0: analogy.
1: Yeah. And, but, uh, I did start out as a solo, uh, singer songwriter. I've been in, I've been in multiple bands, um, in, in my life, uh, playing a variety of genres and I just knew that. I was like, well, I want to start a band around this style, but, you know, obviously you got to find people first. (laughs) And so I was just like, well, I'm just going to – I might as well just play shows and just do my own thing for a while, kind of figure things out, meet people, whatever, network. And so, yeah, I played a variety of shows by myself. Uh, I did a lot of covers-only shows. I did plenty of um, original-only shows and and the like um, until I found – a number of people, I was just like, You want to just help me make this into a band? They're like, Yeah, let's do it. And it's like,
0: that's, so. that's awesome. That seems to be the route yeah. a lot of the the singer songwriter people have to end up going. Cause it's, I mean, some people think we're, you know, as a musician, we just know everybody. And it's like, Look at this awesome music I'm writing. And you could just farm up anyone you want and just make an awesome band. But it's not always that easy. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> so how did you even get started playing music at all? Let me ask you that. Did you start in high school or?
1: Um, yeah, actually I did. So my, I actually come from a fairly musical family. My dad, my, my dad's side of the family, uh, <laughs> however, whatever you want to call it. My dad's family is, they a lot of them are singers like we all love to sing and so i grew up around that and my dad liked to play guitar and stuff so like i i grew up in like you know high school band and choir and all that stuff and eventually i just i eventually i learned how to how to you know play the actual i taught myself how to play the actual guitar um and just i i don't know i just kind of I, I, I hate saying like, oh, I naturally progressed into this, but it just that's just kind of how it happened. I was just like, I want to learn how to write. I, I always kind of liked poetry, so I guess I'm just going to write songs now. So but I didn't I didn't like really get serious about it until I hit college. Um, I was just like in high school. like, yeah, this is kind of fun. Let's try it out. But yeah, after college, I'm like, all right, I want to actually do this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that is
0: actually a, you know. A a route a lot of people take when I was giving guitar lessons Mm -hmm. to people, they were like, I mean, this is so hard. How do I learn this? I can't learn guitar. And I just tell everyone, if you want to, you can. I mean, it comes down to exactly if you're curious enough and you and you have the drive to do it, you're going to be able to play it because that's literally all any of us did was we were just like, how do you do this? I'm going to figure this out. And it sounds like that's how you did it, too. Like, how do I make a song? Well, we need lyrics. And how does how should the chords go? And it's like, well, maybe like this. And, uh, And then before you know it, you're writing
1: music. Yeah. I literally went out to, I think it was Walmart or one of those stores. I bought one of those big posters that have all the guitar chords on them. (laughs) I taped it to my wall. I sat in front of it and I was just like, okay, how do I do the, like, is this a G chord? And then I, I just, that's, that's how I, that's how I learned all my, all my basic chords. I didn't like pay for lessons or anything like that I mean I i got lessons for like bass and drums and stuff I'm a multi-instrumentalist but um for guitar I just was like nope I'm just gonna teach myself this 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 that's how I'm gonna do it and that's how it happened so
0: yeah yeah I mean uh, going back to those posters that you can get at like Walmart and stuff I'm I have a few of those at my house you know and it's one of those things where like when people find out you're first learning guitar they're like here's a neat little thing and then the funniest <laughs> thing about those posters is you can look at some of them and it's like Oh well, this this G there they have on here. The only G they have listed on here is like a G bar chord. What's up with that? You know, and so sometimes those posters yeah. are a little bit of a misnomer to people. You know, where are right. like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't get this. How come the G's are different? But that's another one of those yeah. things where you just have to learn th- the next thing. You know, to be like, oh, True. bar chords. Oh, okay, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was I was a, I was a step behind on that one. Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh man. Okay. No, so fine. so how did
0: you uh, end up meeting all these people? Was it was it literally just going to shows and one by one you kind of corralled them in or did you have to like, you know, ask some people to join the band or or was it, you know, somebody said, "This sound is awesome and I want in on some of this?" It
1: It was a little bit of a mix of the first two. So, um Michael, my, my keyboardist, um I actually when I was starting to put the band to like uh, really put the band together. Cause like I said, I did solo stuff for a long time. There was one point where I'm like, I'm just going to do solos for a bit. I'm not going to worry about the band. And then when I started putting the band together, I already knew my keyboardist, um, Michael, we met through other friends and stuff. And I was like, I put, I literally just put out a Facebook or a message on my Facebook page and on my personal Facebook. I'm like, I think, I think I'm going to take you know take a crack out of building a band again around this style does any like I'm looking for these instruments and I think I also originally I didn't wasn't sure if I wanted keys but I'm like I also wouldn't mind having a keyboardist does anybody is anybody interested and Michael messaged me he's like "Uh, if you're looking for a key player I'm your guy and I already knew he was really good so I was just like you're in No audition (laughs) necessary. You're you're in. And so he's he's been with me since pretty much day one. Um, but the other guys, um our original electric guitarist, I found through I think it was Craigslist, um, or some like one of those websites. I had put out an ad and he, he emailed in um and was like, Yeah, I'm interested. I really like your style. But the rest of the guys were either – yeah, pretty much the rest of the guys were either through like Craigslist or like uh, Facebook um, classifieds or um, we – I met them through other other people at like shows and stuff. So it was just like – it was kind of a m- – most of it was kind of more old school slash digital networking. Yeah. Skills. I'm trying to – so like, well – like there's craigslist isn't exactly old school kind of is but kind of is now you know what yeah whatever you want to call it but yeah it was just more of the semi-traditional networking techniques
0: yeah i mean that's that's one of those things i feel like everybody that wants to try to form a band we all had to go about it in different ways like there were i mean Mm -hmm. back in the day i'm saying back in the day but like in the nine in the 90s and prior people used to have to like either just go to shows and talk to people or hang out at the music shop and just wait to see who walked in and played yep. what, or, or the music shop thing's a fun one. Cause there used to be like bulletin boards and you just post your stuff on there and be like, I'm looking for this kind of a guy. And on your way out the door, you'd look at it and be like, mm, I might, I might give that guy a call, you know? So
1: there's, uh, in, well, it's, it's actually, f- uh, sorry to, sorry to interrupt you, Do it. Uh, dude. but, um, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because like, in the area that I, that I live in, um, in the, you know, the Waterloo Cedar Falls area that still exists. Um, cause there's some, there's some music shops, um, in the area and they have, uh, like bulletin boards and I, I've seen them plenty where it's like a lot of them, I, from what I understand, I think a lot of them are like, cover bands but still like it's still a band mm-hmm. um like it's music and so like i'll be walking out i'll go and like buy some new strings or something and um i'll walk out and the yeah, other you see like the tabbed posters and it's like um you know bass player needed y- 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 yada got you know then have the phone number on the tab and you rip one off or, or whatever so but yeah, it's definitely not used as frequently now mm-hmm. as it used to because yeah you like i've I mean, I'm no spring chicken, but at the same time, I'm, I'm too young to have seen this myself, but it's like, I've heard plenty of stories from old, like older musicians that I've talked to. And they're like, you'd see them on like the, you'd see those kind of things like tapes to, um, like, uh, light pole, like, like poles on this, on the street, along with like posters to shows and junk. Cause they didn't have the internet <laughs> to advertise.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this then. This is something that a couple of people have brought up here and there. Uh, do you feel that promoting on the internet is uh, as useful as it used to be, or do you feel that like people might actually have some benefit to hanging up a poster now and then? The only the only thing I want to say before that is, yeah. Do you think that like, like all I imagine is if like if you had posters and you were going to staple them to, to telephone poles around town, like somebody probably call the cops and say you're littering, you know? <laughs> like at this rate anymore. <laughs> but but do you think that like you know, do you think that that kind of, you know, marketing is dead or which one do you think is more beneficial nowadays?
1: Um, so that that's an interesting question because I definitely think that online marketing has become, um, basically oversaturated. Uh, there is so many, I mean, there's so many different channels, but like every, as much as I love to see people playing music, everybody and their mom has a band nowadays. It <laughs> seems like so, um, it's so it's like you just you, no matter where you go, you see a million other people posting about their shows or their music or whatever, and that's great, but that's oversaturation and it blends together. So there's definitely, I th- I definitely think that there is merit, and I say this as a, as like a social media marketer. Um, and like web administrator, there's definitely merit to switching up your style. And if that means going back more old school and going to hang around some posters around town, do it. Um, Like, yeah, there's not as, like yeah people tend to be more inside people nowadays, but there's still plenty of people that go outside. Like, and there's plenty of, like there's plenty of folks that aren't connected to the internet as much as like some of the, like me or like some somebody else my age. Are there's plenty of people that aren't gonna see your Facebook ad or whatever. They're gonna they'll but they'll probably see the poster that you hung up at the grocery store or whatever, like wherever there's a bulletin board. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's definite there's definite merit. Uh, you you definitely you like the the biggest key of the game is you just one you gotta switch it up. You gotta be different. Um, and because if you do the same thing, like yeah, some of the some of the stuff that other people are doing might work. But if all you're doing is the same thing that everybody else is doing, what makes you special?
0: Yeah, it's very, very true. Um, You know, you hit the nail on the head about the Facebook thing. I mean, we all just think everyone has Facebook and everyone's always on Facebook and they see everything that gets posted. Um, Very much not the case. I'm sure you Mm. look at the stats just as much as I do and see that like, oh, I've got about a 1000 followers, I made a post, 100 people saw it. What yeah. you know, and it's just like that doesn't make any sense, you know. And and then you're like, well, I'll share it in a few groups. There's those Iowa music groups. There's like 50 of them for some reason. Um, everyone wants to have one. Heck, Audible Farm yeah. has one. Mine's the best, you know. Like whatever. I get. It. <laughs> I almost never post in mine anymore because there's only like 200 people in it. But like the the music groups on Facebook actually do help out a little bit. But you know, yeah. one, once again, if you start over posting in them, it might oversaturate and. Um yep. I've had some people say that like opening up an email like a mailing list is actually beneficial you know so like if you have like back in the day it was just like I got a bazillion emails and I don't want to ever see another email again but now it's kind of weirdly turning back to like ah an email's not so bad anymore you know and if I get an email from a band it might be kind of cool you know it feels a little bit personal
1: yeah, I, and I think part of that, too, is actually just kind of boiling down to the age old tactic of just knowing your audience. Uh, because if if you have if like if you play like, you know, like classic rock or another style of music that, let's face it, is geared more towards older folks in a general sense, you're probably going to want to gear your marketing techniques to that direction. So more physical advertisements, probably some email marketing, um and stuff like that, but if you play like super 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 poppy stuff or like something geared more towards a and I am being general, very overarching here, nothing super specific, but something more geared towards a younger audience, then you probably want to sh- uh, shift more digital um and stuff like that. But you but like I said before I mean, and I'm no expert, I'll say this right now. I'm no expert. I did go to school for marketing, but I am, but I've still got a long ways to go. Uh, but th- th- that's just the one thing I do know is that you definitely shift your audience because it's going to pop more, but you still want to change it up yeah, and, and do every, like, cause it's like I said, it like, especially over Facebook and stuff like that. It's a lot of that's super oversaturated and you're still going to you are you're if you if you change it up and ch- uh, check it to cup, you know, check your rock into a couple of different avenues, you're likely to hit a cat at some point. Ooh, yeah. That yeah. was a really that was a bad metaphor I just thought up with the top of my head. So <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, Peter, I'll get uh, they're going to get No, I'm just kidding. No, but like I totally get. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying though. Um I feel like you you're yeah. wording this all very well actually, you know, cuz this is all generally speaking. You know, I know Sure. Some older people like pop music and some younger people like yeah. rock music, you know, and it just, it just oh, oh, is exactly. what it is. But, uh, yeah. oh man. So, so do you have any like difficulties in today's day and age as far as like playing shows? I know beforehand we had talked a little bit about like COVID and things like that being a little bit of a deterrent as far as playing shows, but you were also talking about playing live streams. So you have, you have a little bit of experience playing shows.
1: Yeah. So. Like as far as traditional shows go, the band and I, like we all talked and made the conscious decision to until things are like until like more people get the vaccine, like ourselves included. um And things are just generally on the safer route. We're probably not going to be playing like live, live shows where it's not safe. But um. But yeah, we do we have played a couple a couple live streams um, and, and stuff like that uh, where it's a bit more secluded and stuff because we, we want to play music as much as anybody else does. That's uh, you know that's a band that's our craft. It's what we love to do. Um, and, but yeah, we've just been we've just been kind of trying to take things more or less a day at a time, uh, figure out where things are going. And uh, just playing it safe. We've, like I said, we've done a couple live streams through uh, through Spicoli's uh, reverb um, in Cedar Falls and um, because they've been doing some live streams with different bands and I'm pretty closely associated with them. So there's, there's like, you want to do a live stream? It's like, yeah, like, did you really have to ask? <laughs> uh, but um, yeah so those have been super fun and in a cool way to still be able to entertain people um safely and everything like that but other than that we haven't really done much we've been just at, we we've been working on we worked on our, our ep that we put out last december and then um we've been kind of getting some other stuff, uh, churned up for, for future release. So,
0: uh, that EP that's the 2020 release home, right?
1: Yep. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep.
0: Uh, and in case anyone's wondering it's available everywhere. Uh, not, not yeah, just that. like you have to buy a physical copy. I mean, it seems to be the way everything's going now, but it's available everywhere. So you can stream it on Spotify, Google play, Apple music, wherever you, wherever you listen to music.
1: It's actually really funny because of um, because of the lack of shows, we actually flipped it and we actually don't have any physical copies at all uh, Mm -hmm. right now (laughs) because one of the only places, um, one of the only places that you are really selling unless you're unless you have like a big distributor deal. One of the biggest places a a band sells their CDs is at a show Um, and we don't. And so we, because there's no real shows going on right now, or we don't have a lot of other channels set up for merch distribution, we're just like, let's do it later (laughs) when things when things calm down. But we, but they are a bit like if you want, if you do want to buy one, um, we have a Bandcamp, Zachary Daniels Band and you can you can buy one there. Uh, They're they're five dollars for a five track. EP. Um, otherwise, yeah, like like you said, uh, Peter, it is on like Spotify, iTunes, uh, you name it. It's probably on there. The only one I don't. Think we're on a SoundCloud. (laughs) I'm not even positive on that one. I have to look.
0: Oh, well, you're not missing out too much on SoundCloud. Um, I mean, I know. People might argue that, but it's uh, mostly just rappers and uh, podcasts, which my podcast is hosted on SoundCloud. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) You know, like, not to down talk SoundCloud too much. But, uh, and if they're listening, I love you, SoundCloud. (laughs) Um, But you're right. You're you're right, though. You said, like, you sell most of your physical copies of things at shows. Um, Three Finger Betty, the band I'm in, recently released uh, an album, and we've sold some stuff on the Bandcamp page, but we did play a live show not terribly long ago and sold far more at the live show, and one live show than we have in like two months on Bandcamp. Not that people aren't buying on Bandcamp, because believe it or not, they are. I mean, it's one of those weird things, because it's like, if they don't have anything else available to them, they'll go buy your stuff here, because if it's the only way they can listen to it and they like your stuff, they'll, they'll definitely do it. So, I mean... If if bands don't have Bandcamp pages, I suggest setting them up. They're free. Um, the Bandcamp takes a tiny fee. As a matter of fact, uh, this will come out Thursday, so tomorrow's Bandcamp Friday, if I'm not mistaken. So go check out Zachary Daniels' band on Bandcamp.com. Uh, you you'll give them 100 percent of the the money goes straight to the band on Bandcamp Fridays. So mm-hmm. so check it out. That'd be a great way to support them if you're if you're looking to support the Zachary Daniel band. So <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, I mean, as far as playing shows and things like that, I've played a couple few shows um, when what I would call like the COVID years, you know, in the last year since everything shut down, because it has almost been a whole calendar year. But I've only played a few shows that are I would call public shows, you know, and um, most of them have been. Um, giant warehouses that are empty where it's just like we're gonna book a show but mm-hmm. we're gonna let people in but this place is like a 200 by 100 foot building and you guys can all stand right. 20 feet apart if you want and it doesn't matter those are fun it was yeah. great to go to those shows and realize oh, yeah. people are still willing to go out even if you could even if you had to yell hi to them from way away you're like hey and just give them the wink and it's like i'll talk to you on facebook <laughs> later you know <laughs> but even then it was still pretty good you know and and you were talking about doing live streams, done a couple of those. The craziest part about doing a live stream is it actually I feel like it gives you a different kind of exposure. I feel like different people check in on the live streams than would normally go to see you live. Is that Have you seen that in, in your experience, too?
1: Uh, yeah, there is actually quite there, – there's quite a bit of truth to that because – this is the best way I can really explain it. You catch a lot more of the introverts that way. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. So, but but yeah, there's there's quite a few people that, um, but especially not not really just not really just introverted people, but um, like live streams open things up more to like a bunch of different kinds of folks that don't normally get the opportunity to go to shows people with families, or if they've got, uh, like if they're, if they're working late at night, but, um, like happen to still be able to put their phone on or whatever. Um, and there's like all other like truck drivers that want to listen in, um, anything like that. And, um, people that don't normally get the opportunity to go to shows on a regular basis, they can just like, Oh, I just can tune in on my phone or on my computer or whatever. And, um, and be able to see the show. And while it's true, it's, it's not the same as like live, live music. It's to me anyway. And I'm sure plenty of people disagree with me, but this is me. It's the closest thing we got right now. That's, safe and like to me personally I've I've had my own I haven't had COVID thankfully I did have a scare though and it like completely opened up my eyes like I locked myself away for like a week and then I found out it was it was all good I was like okay but now I'm just like all right let's let's mask on everywhere dude. Yeah. And I feel you like I, I went through the same thing
0: and, uh, and we'll just, we'll just say it was, a uh, the similar experience I had to you was I was just like, I'm sick. And I just stayed at home for like literally almost 30 days straight. I like didn't leave my house. Cause I was like, I don't want to get anyone sick. I don't want to go somewhere knowing I might get someone sick. So there is, like you said, a little bit of that weird safety thing about doing the, the live streams. One of the other benefits I would say would be you know, I, I live in Northern Iowa. If I want to go to Des Moines to a show, it's two hours. If I want to go to Waterloo, it's two hours. You know, anywhere I want to go is like yeah. a two-hour drive. So it's kind of nice to be able to be like sitting at my house on Facebook and just be like, scroll, scroll. Oh, this band's playing something. I'll check it out for a half an hour or so. And it might be someone I haven't seen live before. And that might be the only time I'll get to see them live this year or last year. You know, you never know. So I, I've been checking it out. Um, That's
1: great. Yeah, it's very true. Very um, true. I didn't even think about that either.
0: You know, and one of the other odd things is like uh, COVID has squashed a couple bands. You know, a few bands have gone away because COVID. It just and it's not like COVID is the reason it went away, but you know, some bands just can't make it through this time period. Um, and yeah. you know, it's kind of fun to be able to be like, well, I saw him at least do a live stream six months ago. So that's that's kind of neat. I never got to see him live, but there is that live stream that's out there forever to be able to go watch. Yeah. You know, so that is really cool to have that as like an availability to you as well.
1: Right. Right. That is, that is very, very true. And it's, it's really, it's really sad to see, um, like you mentioned the bunch of different bands kind of falling apart because of like the pandemic and, and everything I've, I've actually had a few of my friends, uh, bands fall apart because, uh, they're like, they've got families and stuff. They're not able to practice, um, or like some of them lost their jobs. And so they're not able to really afford their lives back on track. That's just like, well, the band kind of falls to the wayside. And so it's breaks your heart as a musician. It really does. Cause it's like, I I want to, I want to see everybody succeed at least in some fashion. I don't want you to, I don't want to see it fall apart. That sucks.
0: Yeah. I feel like one of the things that might be the most difficult like you said is um, you know, if you don't have the financial backing and you know, to most of us music is a hobby. It's a runaway hobby, you know, it's an mm-hmm. extreme hobby, but it's True. A, it, it's a hobby. So yes. um, if something's got to go, unfortunately music's the thing that's got to go and and sometimes bands don't get together. I mean, like I said, I played one show and one of the bands they went like i can't remember what they said 10 months or something and hadn't seen each other and they they still went and played a show they went and played a show and it was actually killer like i don't know how they stayed that tight i don't know how they stayed that tight and not (laughs) not ever practicing but it was insanely good um so hats off to you know the bands that are still out there trying regardless of the fact that they can't get together and i think one of the best things a band could probably do uh if you have to quarantine yourselves away like this is to work on new material. And that leads mm-hmm. me to asking you, as the singer-songwriter um, of the band, like a, you know, like you said, you're building the bases of the house here. You get the yeah. frame. You're setting up the framework. Are you doing that now when you can't go out and play too many shows?
1: Uh, that's yes, actually, that is very much what we are doing. Um, the so I a while back I had a, a habit of just like. Just, I just kind of got I, – I had like a, just a wave of inspiration. I'm not really sure how else to say it. And I wrote like four or five songs within like a two, three-week period. Whoa. And it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I surprised myself. I'm like, hang on a second. What's going on right now? But then, of course, the well ran dry right after that. But um I, we went – like we were, were talking. We just got Home released and everything. We were talking like, all right. That's that's done. Now what do we do? And it's like, well, let's just record more stuff. So we are working on uh, we're taking a bunch of the bar, like our backlog songs. We're making them really cool, brushing them up and uh, recording full band versions. We uh, and we're going to try to. We, I We haven't fully decided yet if. Like we, it's going to eventually be an EP, but we haven't decided yet. Like when anything's going to be released, um, or like you know when the single's going to come out or anything like that. We we actually just started recording the the first song like a week ago, Um, and so it's progress has been good. Good. progress has been very good and i'm extremely excited to get this stuff released but uh but yeah we just started working on new material uh not that long no. ago um, it's it's all i'm excited to it
0: to keep working. I feel like that's actually one of the weird benefits. We were talking about how like maybe digital marketing might not be the best way to market yourself anymore, but don't discount digital stuff altogether. Cause in today's digital yeah. age, you guys could all sit in a different room in a different house and record stuff and send it all over and, and plug it all in together and not even have to really be yeah. in the same room together and do stuff. Is that the route you guys are going to take with this? Or is it, uh, are you going to try and do the whole, like, you you can come over, but we're all gonna wash our hands and 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 shower you in rubbing alcohol, and you're gonna stand in the corner, and then that's how you're gonna do it. You know, I guess I I know everyone's got their own way of doing this, but you can do it all digitally. Is I guess is my big point. But how are you guys gonna try go about <laughs> recording this?
1: I keep my hazmat suit in my closet. No, um, we're, we we kind of do a we we kind of do a mix of of that. My. Um, Michael actually lives in the Des Moines area right now. And so because of distance, um, I've told him plenty of times, like you don't have to be in the band if you don't want to drive. He was like, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So I'm like, I'm okay. Like that's yeah. off to you. Dude. <laughs> yep. Um, like we're happy to have you. But um but yeah, he lives there right now and so like because but because of especially because of COVID, but also because of distance and everything, he records a lot of his stuff digitally. Um, he, he's got all technology at his place and it's, it's great. And, um, but Alex and I do a lot of the recording in person, um, just to make sure, especially with like acoustic guitar that we can get everything mic'd up properly, um, and everything like that and just get the best tone possible. But like, I also have, um, I also have recording equipment of my own, um, pretty decent quality if I can say so myself. And so I've done like my fair share of recording, like digital recording um, here and then sent it over. It just depending on what what's needed. Uh, when we were putting together some of the songs for home, I was just like, oh crap, I forgot, we forgot to record some backup parts or I, I wanted to throw in a harmony here or, or something. And I wasn't able to set up a schedule, like a, a good time because like I was working or Alex was working or something so I was like screw it I'm just going to record it at my house I'll send it to the I'll send it to the Google Drive like it took 20 minutes
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that is actually some of the other benefit a lot of people you know you can record at your own house and it really doesn't cost that much. If you have a laptop, you can get a microphone that is decent enough for like a hundred bucks and an interface that mm-hmm. works. That's decent enough for like a hundred bucks and boom, you can record stuff. And it like yeah. I said, we're talking $200 and you can record anything you want on almost any instrument, you know? And it's, I mean, granted you and I both know you can have better interfaces or better microphones. I mean, you could spend thousands on this stuff if you want, but it, Sure. Case in point, it literally only takes a couple hundred bucks to record stuff and have it be very passably good. You know, it's I've, yeah. re- I've recorded oh, stuff sure. in my basement and I'm not I mean, like, I'm recording a podcast, but like I'm not like a, a musical recording guy. You know, I can record music, but I don't I'm kind of just stabbing at the dark here trying to figure it out. And it actually sounds OK, you know, and it's it's kind of funny to think yeah. about that where it's like you don't really have to be a pro at this. You don't have to go to school for this to be like that awesome at it, you know, and you, the internet's a great place to go look up information. If you don't know it, you know, you can even type in, I'm recording this instrument with this mic and this interface. And somebody has done that before and it'll tell you exactly how to do it. You know?
1: Yeah. I can't tell you the number of times YouTube has saved my headache from (laughs) me. Cause like I, um, I actually control, or I actually, uh, you know, this isn't the subject of today's interview, but, um, I actually run my own podcast, um, as well. It's very different, but like, I'll be doing mixing stuff for that. And I'm just like, how am I going to get this? Like, uh, like one of my people will have like too too many plosives or something. And I'm like, how am I going to fix this? It sounds like junk. And so I'll go to YouTube and I'm like, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, here's exactly how you do it. And it's like, Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and and the same goes for like, you know, when I'm trying to record, c- record music, like if the program's not working properly or if I w- want to do something a certain way, like you said, with like the amps or, or whatever, yeah, you can just, it, just Google it and I'm sure that you'll be able to figure it out quick enough. Anyway, yeah. it'll, it'll take some, take some doing, take some trial and error, but you can make it work. So what's your
0: podcast then? Let's let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, my, why not plug it?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, sure. So my podcast is much like my band style is different. Um, it's um, it's actually an audio drama or a radio like or a radio play, I guess you could call it. Um, it's co- uh, based around the Fallout video game series. Uh, it's called Wasteland Active Radio, and it's uh, basically it's based in the Midwest. Um, like the Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota area, um, but a lot of the Midwest. And it's about um, a ghoul, which for anybody listening who doesn't know anything about Fallout, a ghoul is a human being that's been irradiated so much that their skin and everything is really, really shriveled up and they look like they're 100 because most of the time they actually are older than that. They tend to by some weird biology trick with the radiation, they tend to live for like hundreds of years, but they look like zombies. Hmm. Um, and but like they sound like this most of the time. They sound like they've been smoking 20 years. <laughs> and um, I'm not the voice of the guy, by the way, of the main character. But right. um, <laughs> but we have our, our main character who is a ghoul and he sets he goes from the east coast to the midwest and sets up a fixes up an old radio station and she tries to build a community around it um like a settlement and we have a but a couple different characters both main and guest stars uh that have come in and out um and um, we've been doing it for little over a year and a half now. Um, our story is slated to end this July. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, pretty much anywhere you could find a digital podcast. We, there, our first season is on SoundCloud, uh, <laughs> but we ran out of we, we ran out of room.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's the the
1: downside of SoundCloud. You have to pay him money if you want more room, and man. Yeah, we're just. <laughs> if we 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 like we set up with the free version at first and then after like 7 or 8 episodes or something like I don't remember how many it was there's like yeah you're almost out of room do you do want to pay for the next thing and we're just like yeah i guess <laughs> so we did that and then i realized when we were like the, la- the the second to last episode of our first season it was like wait We, we literally have enough room for one more episode. So, and then we'd have to bump up again and we're both just like, no, that's not happening. Yeah. So that's, but but thankfully I found another program to get us out of Spotify and junk. And so I was like, all right, let's do this.
0: That's good. That's good. I mean, literally all, I mean, if anybody's looking for podcast stuff, I guess like all you have to do is have an RSS feed that you can send to everywhere else. So I guess if you're savvy enough, you can do it that way. Um, I used to, when I was younger, do things like that. Now I'm just kind of like, I'll pay somebody the money. Just do it for me, you know. So, so <laughs> I'll pay. I'll pay SoundCloud, I guess, for both of us. <laughs> but you do have a yeah two albums that have come out as far as Zachary Daniels' band. And uh, the two albums, the first one was called Evolve. It was 2019, and so then you had one in 2020 that just recently came out, and that one's called Home and you've got a new one yep. coming out that, uh, well, there's no date slated, but you're in the process of recording it. And uh, do you think yep. that's going to be a 2021 release or maybe 2022?
1: Um, Potentially 2022. It just... But, I mean, I'll put it this way. I'm hoping we can release it this year, but I'm not positive. It just depends on... Um, right now we're off to a good start. Uh, we're thinking the EP will probably end up being a five or six track EP again. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a good number. Yeah. and But um, it, it just depends on how, how fast production happens um, and everything like that. And if, how, if everything sounds the way, you know, it progresses and sounds the way that we want it to go. I'm hoping we can release it later this year if not though it i would not be surprised and nobody should be surprised if it goes into 2022
0: yeah do you think that uh i mean you did release home in 2020 so that was you know covid era release yeah what what are your thoughts on that because we did the same thing in, in one of my bands we released an album in november of 2020 and uh you know as far as like do you think it was received as well as it could have been do you think everybody knew about it do you think everyone is aware of it um do you think you could have done better if there was actually live shows and you could have promoted it at a live show or, or is a CD release show even a thing that should be done anymore? I guess what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I know for a fact that it would have gotten well, uh, better received if we could have pushed it at live shows. Um, but because all of our material usually has been, there's been a trend of that, but, um, I still enjoy the concept of CD release shows. We had one for Evolve and it was huge. Granted, we also did it on St. Patrick's Day, uh, yeah, St. Patrick's Day weekend, but there was hardly anybody there wearing green. So most of most of it was for the CD release. Um at least that's what I tell myself. But <laughs> I um but I so it was Decently well received, in my opinion, but definitely could have been better. the The biggest thing I and I, I I told told my guys this a bunch that you know with everything going on with with COVID, we actually planned the re- the release of we we planned um, and started recording home in like January or February before lockdown happened, Oof. and so. Like we didn't rush anything or anything like that, but the biggest thing was like I wanted, with everything going on, it's like I still wanted to release in 2020 because it's like I wasn't gonna let COVID win more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to have you know it was the holiday season. I thought you know some people might want to listen to some you know new, new stuff, sort of like kind of like our gift for you, but most of the but mostly, you need to buy it, like kind of kind of thing. Um, and it was it was well like well enough received in terms of like a lot of people uh, you know talked uh, gave us compliments about it, talked to us about it. Not a lot of people bought it, but it's only been a couple of months, and I and I, I mean I didn't expect to like you know digitally this is impossible, so quote unquote sell out or anything like that, but. Um, i mean we're not we're not that big or anything like that but i was just like i didn't expect a a rush of of sales but i was just like oh well not as much as i expected but oh well like as long as people people listen to the songs people really like it and um there's been decent traction on it so and it's it's actually get been getting better since um since its release. So
0: that's actually I think the biggest metric you need to look at as far as releasing something digitally. Um I'm I'm in a couple like band camp groups and I I go to like the Reddit bandcamp pages and see what people post. And like the biggest joke as far as most of that stuff is like when you first release something, like say you release in December, it's like we got thousands of listens and then it was January and we got maybe a couple hundred and then it was February and we got a couple dozen. It's that's that's the route a lot of music takes. And if that's not the route your music took digitally online i think you did it right then that means it's picking up steam is what it means as opposed to just being yeah. like the newness has worn off what's the next ep from the next band who cares <laughs> you know and it's right. I, I hate to say that like that's the way a lot of music goes online but it is and um the other yeah. thing is you start to figure out where your your dedicated fan base is though too after a while if True. you start to look at your online stats yeah So, um, I I, I guess like the, the next thing would be like, I know you're in the Waterloo area, Waterloo Cedar Falls. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm assuming though, that you've played shows outside of the area though. I'm sure you've traveled down maybe to Cedar Rapids area or gone out to the Eastern Iowa area and done some of that stuff. Uh, how, how have you done so far for traveling? I mean, obviously this year has been more difficult, but.
1: Um, we've done a decent, um, decent amount of traveling, um, for, for shows, uh, not, in in the grand scheme of things, not as much as I'd like, um, but you know it is what it is. I'll take what I can get, kind of thing. I'm not. I'm. I am not ever complaining for the opportunity to play a show, no matter where it is but uh, we've yeah we've played uh, we played a few shows in Iowa City uh, we've played a show in uh, Fairfield which is in southern Iowa uh, kind of around the Quad Cities area a little bit south of that uh, we've played plenty of shows in Des Moines um, we've even played a show in st. Paul that was fun cool um, yeah uh, I was I was really excited about that one that was that was a good time uh, but I'm trying to think where else we've played. Uh, like plenty, obviously, plenty of shows in the Waterloo Cedar Falls area. Uh, but yeah, in terms of a lot of the traveling, that's though it's more or less those areas, uh, within about an hour and a half, two hour, uh, distance away.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems to be, you know, it seems to be the area where most people go is about an, an hour or two away from their home base, and it kind of seems to be a little tougher to stretch any further than that. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, nextly, I guess the question would be, do you guys do a lot of solo shows? Like, do you play alone or do you usually split the bill with other bands?
1: Um, we usually split the bill. All right. Uh, yeah, we have played solo shows before we have the ability. We know like enough covers and originals. We can, we can make like three to four hour shows happen. Um, and actually we, and actually we did, uh, like a three hour show right before lockdown hit uh there was a bar in in waterloo that opened and um they were looking for a band to play their grand opening and i got i got us on the on the bill for that we just did a three like we had just lost our our our, uh, other two guys um that are well i know we lost one of them and i think the other one just wasn't available i can't remember for sure my memory sucks anymore but um (laughs) Just being honest, just being honest. But um, we did a, 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 a show as a, as a three-piece, uh, acoustic guitar, bass, and keys. And it went off – it actually went off really well. We we just played mostly cover songs and it was pretty well received. The owner gave me a hug after the shows. like <laughs> – yeah, little did I know later, right? No, I'm yeah, kidding. No, that's um, cool. No, that's totally cool. But um, – <laughs> <but>, um, <laughs> But no, it was it was a good time. Uh, and then like shortly after that, everything shut down and I'm just like, oh, well, guess we're not playing shows for a while. But um, but yeah, we most of the time, though, whenever we've played a show, we, we split the bill with other bands. Uh, it's like, yeah, you don't make as much money, but it's. Fantastic for networking. I've met quite – I met a lot of my super good music friends uh, from doing that because it's just like, oh my god, I didn't know you were so talented. Let's hang out sometime. Yeah.
0: Well, oh, I mean, that, that is true, though. Uh, playing playing out there with other people, it kind of gets you the ability to be like, well, wow, I didn't know you had the ability to do all this cool stuff, you know? And, yeah. And, I mean, I figured I'd had to ask if you guys split the bill yeah. with other people, though, too. Because you said, you know, you'd done solo shows and, and you did covers and, and originals. And I figured if if you did both of those, you could probably cover three or four hours, you know, as a band. So,
1: yeah.
0: Um, Um, So like, let's talk a little, I mean, we haven't really, (laughs) we discussed the music and I think the only adjective I've used so far is big. So, um, (laughs) so you guys, like, I don't know if I would call you guys like necessarily a rock and roll band. I'm using air quotes, but you guys are like a rock band, but you still have that, that singer songwriter feel to it, you know? And uh, that's something that I really, really like because around my area, there's a lot of bands that end up going that route. And for some reason, I really, really, really enjoy that where it's like, you can tell somebody poured their heart and soul into this and they found a bunch of really good friends to help them live this out you know and that's that's one of the things i feel like is is uh you know really special about some of the singer songwriter music but um you know once you start mixing in keyboards and leads and everything else it's like you can't really just call it like i said rock and roll it kind of swings into like almost an alternative kind of area too it's it's uh it's hard to describe exactly what your music would be with just a couple words. So let me ask you this: How would you describe your band's sound?
1: Um, so we've always put us under kind of a uh, kind of a Ven umbrella, as it were. We kind of call ourselves just like a mixture of pop rock and alternative rock. Uh, I've I've had somebody even go so far as to call us indie alternative, um, which. I think kind of works uh, yeah but like there was a long time where we didn't know we didn't have a like even <laughs> even we didn't have a word it's like like what do you what do you sound like we're going to play in like 10 minutes I'll show you like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but um <laughs> But, but it's just gotten to the point where it's just like, yeah, we just we play a mixture of of pop rock and alternative rock. A lot of people tell us that we have a big 90s flair, um, which is I consider an extremely heavy compliment because that's where a lot of 90s and early to mid 2000s are like big um, influences of mine just in general. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely kind of in the alternative area. I like to I like to stick around, um, but um, yeah, there, I don't I don't have an actual set. Like, there's so many subgenres <laughs> nowadays. I have no idea where we would fall. If anybody listening could like, if you're able to pinpoint uh, a subgenre and you want to like post on our Facebook page what you think it is, I will welcome that. I will like. I will welcome that wholeheartedly. I, I agree with
0: the subgenre thing because you can subgenre a band of death. You can be like, well, we're a we're an alt-rock indie, you know, post grunge core, you know, and you just start like <laughs> throwing them all together. And it's like, well, what are you really? You know? And it's <laughs> I totally get it. Cause it is hard to say, like, we are this, and this is the closest thing you can say we are. Um, it'd be like trying to describe a color. Like, what does blue look like? And you're like, well, you know, it's kind of like green and a little bit like purple, and sort of, you know, it's like <laughs> It doesn't really work out too well, but I also think that your guys's uh, musical style probably lends you to be able to play with a lot of different styles of bands or at a lot of different styles of places, you know, because it's like we said, it's it's almost like you're like a like a six legged stool. You could kick one of the legs out, and it's like, well, it doesn't matter. We could still stand on these five legs, you know, and so <laughs> yeah. so you have this wide area of, of what I would call like your musical birth for that, you know, and and like, do you guys play with a, a decently wider range of of bands or?
1: We have. Yeah. And that was actually one thing that I can't say that I planned for it. I, I can't say that at all. But that is something that I had hoped for when originally putting this this group together was that the style was going to be wide enough. there was going to be some sort of uh, spectrum. So that way we were more marketable. And yeah, we've played with hard rock bands. We've played with metal bands. We've played with punk bands. We've played with indie bands indie groups and like solo acoustic people um and it's we've like there's definitely like most of the time we do get billed with more like rock cuz rock bands cuz rock is a pretty like while we're not like you said air quotes we're a rock and roll band there's enough of a rock element to our music where most promoters throw us like throw us in there we're we're probably more apt to be booked with more of, like, the rock-centric bands than, like, the pop ones, even though a good probably quarter to half of our sound is extremely poppy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's actually really cool, because if if I had to sit down and draw lines between the genres, I would say, for the most part, there's, like, a metal, rock, and punk crowd on one side, and then there's, like, a country ish kind of a feel on another side and then there's like an indie crowd and they don't really always cross very much um, as far as promotion wise but you you said that you had the ability to play with with at least two of those i mean you can go indie all the way over to maybe even playing with some metal bands so that's got to give you some fun fun bits of exposure but it's also probably gives you a little bit more of a you know a, a general way of looking at the music scene than most people, because some people will only play with the same ten or fifteen bands total ever. You know, yeah. and you guys have the ability to at least see what else is out there as far as
1: music wise. Right, and yeah, and I will actually go so far as to say we've been told by a couple of people that we sound country. So it was really funny, <laughs> funny that you say that. Dude, that's true, though. Um, nothing. Nothing not, against not, this country not dudes. Anything- Oh, no, nothing at all. No, I actually I have a pretty, pretty decent respect for for country artists. Uh, I my I grew up listening. My my mother is a a big, big country fan, uh, Vince Gill and Garth Brooks and like a lot of the classics. So I grew up with a lot of that stuff. Um, And so like I I have a I mean, it's not I won't say it's my favorite, my favorite genre, but. I respect it enough that it's like, if it comes on the state radio station, I'm not going to turn the channel. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I, um, there was uh, not anything off of home, but uh, a, one of the song or one or two of the songs off of our previous record evolve. We had a few people online. There's like given like reviews and stuff. There's like, what, like if I was going to, you know, if, if there's, if I was going to pick any kind of genre, this sounds like country esque to me. And I'm just like, okay, I don't hear that at all, but that's your opinion. I guess. I mean, it's not an insult at all, but I was just like, this it caught me out of left field.
0: I mean that's some of that's a testament to the new country sound that's coming out though. Cause that new country is like weirdly poppy R and B almost a touch of rap, you know, it's yeah, got, it's got, a, it's, true. it's got like an urban feel instead of, like a country feel, you know, instead, instead of like, we're all out cowboys out of home on the range. It's like, it's cowboys with four wheel drive trucks driving up and down the loop in downtown, whatever big city, you know? So, sure, you sure, know, sure. Uh, sure. I mean, it is it is what it is. I do Moonlight and play a little bit of country here and there with a buddy of mine, and I mean, nice. I do mostly bluesy kind of stuff, so it's more like mm-hmm. blues-infused country, because I'm not much of a chicken picker or a, a big fan of being super clean guitars, so... Um, okay. You know, we... I do take his new country style and blend it with mine, and it ends up being whatever it ends up being. But, uh, you yeah. know, there's definitely nothing wrong with those new country guys. They draw they draw just as big of a crowd as anybody else. I mean, they're playing just as much fun music as, as we are, and that's something else. Oh, that yeah. I, I'm sure everyone went through this at some point in their life, but I grew up, and I was just kind of like, my music that I likes the best music, and everybody else's music sucks, and I liked metal, and it's just like <laughs> – eventually you grow up and you're like wow these guys that are playing bluegrass are shredding you know and then you're just like i want to learn how to do some of yeah. this stuff and going to jam nights and seeing more live bands gave me a lot more respect for you know all the different types of music and i i feel like you know that's something that is probably pretty apparent in your music style as it's been you know like we have described so much in this podcast it you could literally just say it's it's a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of this a little bit of that and, and I don't, I don't view you as somebody, at least not now that turns your nose up at musical
1: styles, you know, No, I, at least I'll put it this way. I try really hard not to, there's, there's some, like, I actually, I, it's, it's really funny you say like, you know, you used to play metal and stuff like that with, with you know, my music's the best because I had a very similar phase. I used to play in a post-hardcore band. I played bass and um we thought we were badass and we're <laughs> like, this is the be- this is the best thing ever made. And metals like it, it, But even then, I was I, like in terms of other genres in general, I was still like I still listened to other stuff outside of metal, but it was still like you know, punk and like alternative rock and stuff like that. I didn't like really actively listen to a lot of the other stuff, but, but yeah, like there's it, I, there's plenty, there's plenty of, of music genres that I'm just like, if it sounds good, I'll listen to it. I really don't, I I really don't care. Um, you know, jazz, classical, bluegrass, Americana, um, There's some weird – some of that avant-garde stuff I'm not really 100% positive on, if it's actually, you know, sound or not, but, you know, whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some of that stuff, I think, like, give it 10 years because, you know – Sometimes I feel like this is like a cutting edge thing, and not everyone jumps in on the cutting edge thing yet. And then right, you give it ten right. or fifteen years, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now this is like a commonplace thing, and everyone can kind of get in on it a little bit more. You know, it's it's like an electric car. You know, 15, 20 years ago, people were like, what? How do I even get an electric car? What do you charge this thing? <laughs> I mean, it, it'd be neat to have one, but I don't know how they work. And and now right. it's, now everyone's got a Tesla. You know, no, not everybody, but you get the gist. You
1: know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get what you mean. Yeah, and that that is that is a fair. That that is a very fair point, um, but yeah, I like as like I said earlier, I try my absolute hardest. I mean, I'm not I I'm not a snob. Um, I'll, that's that much I know for sure. Um, I don't I'm not snooty towards anybody. If they're trying to make art, more power to you. Mm-hmm. I'll um, if it's not even if it's not my cup of tea, I'm not gonna give you crap for for trying mm-hmm. uh, to to make what makes you happy. So. That, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of that to me was just like being blown away that somebody wrote something that like my brain would yeah. have never thought about. It's like, well, Oh, is, for sure. This is so cool. I would have never thought of putting those notes together. These chords or those words or, or having a keyboard in the band like you guys have, yeah. like that's gotta be super cool. Actually. I gotta say there's, how do you find a keyboardist to be in a band when, when some bands can't even find a drummer? Cause every drummer's in nine different bands, you know?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. And he was the first guy too. he's like, <laughs> He was literally because he, he like I I was looking for like I was looking for um you know the base like the basics and I'm like yeah I need to get an electric guitarist I need to get a bassist and I need to get a drummer and a keyboardist would be kind of cool but um so I'm just like I'm not gonna really hold out for the keyboardist because like I. You know, it's a keyboard. is It depends on your style. It's very, very depends on the style. Um, but in like kind of the area that the the realm that we live in, the keyboard tends to be more of like a decoration instrument and less of a structure instrument. Um, and granted, we absolutely like he adds so much. You can tell when he is not in the mix at all, and that's what we love him like a love about him because he kind of makes or breaks. The, the the song and, but um but i was like at the time i'm like oh, if we don't get a keyboardist i'm not gonna beat myself up about it like whatever but then he messaged me he's like yeah i'll play the keyboards for you i'm like check yeah <laughs> like, all right cool done yeah <laughs> that's really cool let's
0: give uh let's give the band members a shout out here before we um get close to ending this thing because believe it or not we've already got an hour in here this feels like it just like boom, just went by like that, you know,
1: time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Yeah, man.
0: So let's, let's give the other guys in the band a shout out here.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like I, I, since I was just talking about him, I'll give, give Michael, uh, Michael shout out. Michael duty, um, is a keyboardist, um, in in the in the zdb um he actually also has his own solo uh stuff that he does very um like synth based instrumental like experimental stuff um it's actually under his own name michael duty Uh, i think it's d-u-e-d-e is how you spell his last name um very good guy love love the dude to death and then um alex who is my bass player and also like he's been with in terms of for recording purposes, he's been doubling up between bass, bass guitar and electric guitar because uh, he plays both. And the dude shreds. Oh, mm-hmm. my <laughs> Lord. Um, I like every solo and everything like that that you hear on Evolve is all him or not Evolve. um Home is all him. Uh, and, you know, the the dude is like, holy crap. But, yeah, Alex, Alex Drellick, he. Um, actually went to he he's one of the guys that I found I think it was over face like a facebook classifieds and um that or craigslist it was one of those two something like that and um yeah he's become he hasn't he's the newest he's the newest member but he's become a pretty quickly become an, an integral part of, of our band has been doing a lot of our, our production. Um, he did, he actually spearheaded the production of home and everything like that. So he's been, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for, for him. I'm very, I'm grateful for, for all of my, all of my guys, both past and present band members, um, who have been willing to work with me, um, on, on anything that I that I put out so yeah I mean with
0: even if it's past band members without them you wouldn't be where you're at today so it's yeah. you know there's no reason to for anyone ever to hold any harsh feelings towards any past band members because believe it or not that's that it, helped build everyone you know so um as far as playing shows we discussed a little bit earlier you're not really booking too many shows but you are everywhere on social media um yes the only thing I couldn't find was a twitter and I don't know if maybe you do have a twitter
1: we actually do not have a Twitter. You're That's not, you're not missing out. <laughs> um, I, like I, ha- I have been on Twitter um, and everything like that. I know how to use it. I actually my podcast has a Twitter, mm-hmm. um, but it just I am not very good with Twitter. Because I am a very wordy person, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening right now that are probably thinking, "Yeah, that's that sounds about right." Um, <laughs> but um, I am a very wordy person. That comes through in my in my messages as well. And so, even though Twitter updated their their character count, I'm still just like, I'm not gonna use that. I'm we we're on Facebook and we are on Instagram, and we try to be. We try to update things as regularly as possible when we have stuff to put out, um, and uh, we definitely invite everybody to to um, hit that follow button and and hang with us on the on the so, on the social medias.
0: Yeah, if anybody's looking for that social media and you don't want to search for it yourself, guess what? Just scroll down into the description section of this podcast. I'll post links to everything right there. All you have to do is click awesome. it and then hit like, so it'll all be right there. Um, awesome. Man, we've we've covered an hour. Is there anything else you want to you want to talk about, Zach? Um
1: Buy my CD. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 mostly kidding. I'm just I'm not well, like that. But um, I'll, I'll say it again. But, Tomorrow's no.
0: Bandcamp Friday. Tomorrow's Bandcamp Friday. So if you're looking to buy mm. it, buy it from Bandcamp tomorrow and Zachary Daniel's band will get 100% of the of the funds instead of having somebody take 10% or whatever, you know, like Bandcamp usually does. So if you're looking we, we to buy definitely it, appreciate that. tomorrow's
1: the day to do it. So, yep. Um, but other than that, uh, no, I really, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your data to, to agree to do this interview, uh, Peter. And um, I appreciate all of y'all for listening, um, whether or not you listen to our music or not. Um, and I hope everyone is out there is staying safe and and doing well and i wish everybody the best
0: yeah thank you very much zach go check his music out everything's in the description section below zach don't go away i'm going to end the recording thank you hey thank you what did i tell you uh great guy i we discussed it in the episode it's it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what kind of music this is and that's one of my favorite parts about it it's got a little bit of that 90s feel some people think it's country it might be a little bit pop, it might be a little bit rock and roll. It's a little bit of everything and that's one of my favorite parts about singer-songwriters that kind of, like he said, you you, you make the framework of this and you kind of just hand it over to everyone else and let them kind of help you out and take it in a direction that maybe you as the singer-songwriter might not have seen it going in the first place. It's really really neat though because like you get to build these structures that everyone else just gets to pretty up and it's it's beautiful it's great music and i think you guys would really like it it would fit in in a lot of different areas around um like we said earlier you can he can almost play with like rock and roll bands almost up to like metal bands and all the way across the board to like the indie and country artists so it's really neat to have somebody that has music that spans that wide of a genre i gotta say it one more time in the outro here Huge shout out to Zachary for being patient with me. It took me a while to get a hold of him. And uh, yeah, it really did take a while to get a hold of him. Um, so thank you, Zachary, for being patient with me. I'm really glad I did this interview because I feel like I'm flattered to meet so many nice people in the music scene. Um, you know, there's musicians out there that might say the music scene's a little bit rough and tumble here and there. But i it's weird because I just keep running into some of the most awesome people out there. So so I don't know. Maybe it's not really as rough and tumble as everybody thinks it is. and uh, Or maybe I'm just lucky and I'm finding the coolest people. Or they're finding me, for that matter. So uh, hats off to everybody that's contacted me. I'm slowly going back through the old emails, the old messages. I'm, I'm digging things up from the Twitters and everywhere just to try to find people that I may have missed, that have slipped through the cracks, and Zachary was one of those people. And once again, I'm so happy he obliged to sit down and talk with me because it was just kind of one of those weird things where we were like two ships passing in the night and things weren't it just didn't quite line up a couple months ago when he contacted me but we got him on and i'm really glad we did so scroll down below check out the links to the social media find his music online like we said anywhere spotify and and google music and and apple music and and every music it's it's everywhere it literally is everywhere even places where i don't even i mean there's all these weirdo places out there that are are these foreign streaming services that i don't really use or know about but i guarantee you it's on those too so if you're listening internationally find it on your favorite streaming service uh scroll down below give them a like give them a subscribe Everything on all the social medias. I really appreciate uh, people like Zachary taking time out of their day to sit down and talk with me. Because, uh, you know, not only do I take time out of my day, but they take time out of their day, too. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Zach. Uh, you know, I hope to see you at a show soon sometime. Otherwise, I'm looking forward to that new music you guys, you guys are working on. It's going to be great. I know it is. It's uh, Once again, it's that genre-bending music that is really unique. And it's, uh, it's tons of fun, so uh, hats off to Zachary and company over there making some really interesting music. If you guys are looking for anything Audible Farm, you can scroll all the way down to the bottom of the description section. There's a link to the shop, there's a link to audiblefarm.com, maybe even a link to the YouTube, I'm not sure. But Audible Farm is everywhere, you can go to audiblefarm.com and that's where you can find all the links to everything. There's a link to the shop, a link to the YouTube, a link to all the social media there. If you guys are looking for anything, we've got Audible Farm shirts. There is a very small selection of hoodies available. I believe they are just the smaller sizes. So if you're looking for hoodies, I'm running low and not sure if I'm going to order any more. but uh, there are a couple available still. So thank you to everyone that's made purchases in the last you know, few months. I really appreciate it. As we discussed in this episode, not everybody has the available finances to, uh, to support the music scene. So thank you very much to everyone that's doing that. Not just for me, Audible Farm, but for people like Zachary and the Zachary Daniels Band and everywhere else. Um, once again, down below is all the links to the Zachary Daniels Band stuff. Tomorrow is Band Camp Friday, so if you guys are looking to maybe make a purchase tomorrow... Bandcamp camp friday it's uh march 5th i believe is the Bandcamp friday so check it out maybe make a purchase over there at the zachary daniels band link that's uh down below in the description and uh we'll, we'll be back next week with another awesome episode so thank you guys for listening maybe scroll back through and find somebody else if this is if this is the first episode you've listened to there there's likely to be somebody else you've heard of in the or in uh the past episodes i've just uh I've interviewed a lot of people. I've interviewed almost 130 different people now. I mean, if you deleted the doubles, it's probably it's well over a hundred. I've, del- I've I've definitely talked to over a hundred people in the music scene and more in, in the Iowa area. So, hats off to everybody for listening, and uh, I appreciate all the listenership and the support that I get here at Audible Farm. So, thank you guys very much. I'll check you next week. Peace.